Welcome back to the Founded on Christ podcast. This is Curtis, another disciple who's walking the road to Emmaus with you and uh, looking around him, hopefully to find the Savior's rubbing shoulders with all of us. Um, as always, there is the invitation that if you feel the desire to do something similar to what I'm doing now and put your voice to the recording studio and record uh, a message about your Lord and Savior or your testimony of Him, uh, that option is open to you. That is founded on Christ podcast at gmail.com where you can send those in. So today, let's look. I want to focus on another aspect of seeking His face continually, which is my usual admonition, which is something I believe we can achieve and attain in this life. Uh, it is an ascension experience available to not only the prophets, but to us. But let's talk about something very specific that I feel like maybe gets lost uh, in our zeal for religious living. Um, I'm going to start in John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. <clears throat> and a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this all men shall know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And going, before I comment on that, I want to add a companion scripture. Uh, Moroni chapter 7, 46 and 47. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, if ye have not charity, ye are nothing. For charity never faileth. Wherefore, cleave unto charity, which is the greatest of all. For all things must fail. But charity is the pure love of Christ. And it endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. I was pondering these scriptures and what it means in both of these where Christ says, The most defining feature of those that follow me, the way that they are distinguished from everybody else that walks the world, is how they love one to another, even as Christ loved them perfectly and purely, they express that love to each other. And then in Moroni 7, talking about how if you don't have love, then you are nothing. Everything is, it is of naught. It all comes to a point and it fails if you have not charity. So I thought, well, what about, you know, we, you know, a man must be born of water and of the spirit to enter the kingdom of heaven. What about uh, the rituals, the sacrifices? What about temple recommend interviews? What about temple observance? What about baptisms, endowments, anointings, sealings? What about all these things? If love is the paramount aspect of this, what about those things? Well, let's go to Romans chapter 13, verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And Matthew 22, verse 38 through 40. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And I know we use that scripture a lot. We talk about that scripture a lot, but I think maybe the weight of that scripture gets lost in the shuffle. Essentially, if I'm reading this correctly, and I do believe I am, all of these things that we do as followers of Christ, the ritual observances, you know, the, the sacraments, our daily observations of, you know, reading the scriptures, whatever it may have, all of these things, though wonderful and great and an important aspect of seeking after his face, they mean nothing in the grand scheme of things if you do not have love for one another, if you do not express that love to each other. Christ is often referred to as love, and that's why love never faileth. All those wonderful descriptions we get from Paul about what charity is, what love is. But I think we can be, as the Sadducees and the Pharisees were at the times of Christ's coming, hyper-focused on the outward observances that we forget the love that the whole law was built upon to begin with. And I just, I love that in, in Romans 13, it says love is the fulfilling of the law and that everything in Matthew 22, everything hangs on that. So my invitation this week is to put aside all of these outward observances, not to say they're not important to have their place, but to take ourselves inward and wonder about ourselves if we are truly expressing love to each other. If that is the focus of our worship, our, the focus of our discipleship. Remember, Christ said, this is how people will know that you are my disciples, by the fact that you love one another. Especially when it's difficult. And how does that scripture go? If you love those that love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans so? The, the test of love is being able to expand that bubble to as many people as you can reasonably within your sphere of influence, but still put the same amount of, of effort into it. And it is, it is my experience that love truly embraced and truly worked upon multiplies. It is never truly divided when it is done, when it is done with true intent. And I think it's important that we kind of define how to love. If, if we look at Christ's life, he went to each person that he went to, met them exactly where they were at with the greatest need that they had and loved and gave to them, healed them where they were at. He didn't invite them to the ward activity first, and he didn't wait for them to come three or four weeks before that. He just loved them. He, he was a master empath, knowing the hearts and intents, their hearts and their intents. He was able to meet them exactly where they needed to be. And, and that is a tough order to fill. Those are some big shoes to fill <clears throat> for each and every one of us to take the time and the effort to be empathetic 
to those around us to the point that we can internalize what they're going through and love them where they are at. Christ, you know, the, the, the things that most of the people that were, that what they were dealing with, even some of them, you know, lifetime afflictions of being blind or not being able to walk in the grand scheme of things on the Christ level that he is able to operate on were extremely small potatoes but yet he went to each one of them. He wept with them. He labored with them. He healed them. He worked with them on the specific thing that they needed. It is my experience. Most often the promptings I get in relation to other people have to do with loving and caring for them. And they are usually simple service acts, you know, simple things to do that usually don't seem like they're much, sometimes even weird things, you know, the the spirit asks you to do, but they mean the world to the person when they are done. And I think it is okay. In fact, it may be even preferable that teaching and the expounding of what we know and believe to take a back seat to this. Oftentimes, I think, especially as people who love the Lord and love the law, it is our initial reaction to jump into expounding the scriptures and inviting them to take on all these rituals and observances, right? That all the law, all these things are hung around love. Sometimes we focus more on those things instead of reaching that person where they need it. And it is a good reminder that it should not matter who or what these people, who they are and what position they may be in, uh, faith-wise, material-wise. Everybody deserves and needs love. The nature of this life is each we are saved individually, but we only can get there collectively, leaning upon one another. That's my invitation this week. Seek Christ, seek his face this week by showing love to one another. I wonder how much greater uh, would this be in all the Christian sects, but how much greater it would be upon the world if, if this was our watchword, this was our byword, that we seek to love each other first. And love does not have to be total acceptance of one's values. And oftentimes, love is the greatest when it is expressed despite the differences that we may have. This may seem a little controversial, but with these scriptures in mind, that all of these outward observances, temple recommends, all these things, though important, hang on the aspect of love, I feel extremely confident in saying that when it gets to the end, I think there will be many Buddhists, Taoists, Hare Krishna, Islam, Catholics, Seventh-day Adventists, Baptists, uh, Reformists, uh, Restoration sects, uh, Latter-day Saints, ex-Mormons, many people who get to the bridegroom's feast who are accepted because Christ recognizes them by the love that they expressed 
to others along their journey. And I think it'll be very surprising how many of us are left out of the feast because like the Sadducees, we focused on the law and the outward observances instead of focusing on the love and we never got to know Christ. We never got to know charity. We never fully possessed it ourselves. And we were nothing because we missed the entire point of Christ's life. We missed the, the central hub that everything turned on, which is the love that we express to one another. So this week, go inward as I am. Uh, to that uncomfortable place, ask yourself if you're really expressing love or are you worried more about yourself and how you can express love to more people. Do not get overwhelmed. We are human beings. Christ was God and therefore had the innate ability to care for the world in such a way that some of us can only care for those closest to us. But that's a good place to start. If all you can do is start with that immediate family and grow outward from there, do that. Do not get overwhelmed. Someday in the far distant future, as we have progressed and learned, as Christ has progressed and learned line upon line, we will be able to do that as, as well. But for right now, we have to work within the sphere of influence that we can. So turn to those next to you. Grieve with those that grieve love them and if in and if inspired give them counsel christ did in some aspects that's what some people needed the the invitation to go and sin no more in other cases they just needed their eyes opened or their bones healed and sent on their way with christ loving admonition behind them to go and do so i testify of my lord and savior jesus christ's love for me i have felt it for me specifically tailored to me when I needed it and how I needed it. I'm sure there was other, other ways it could have been done. I'm sure there was more Christ wanted and, and desired to give me, but he reached me wherever I was at and gave me the exact amount of loving and support that I needed. That is in his nature. It should be in our nature. I testify of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Seek his face continually.